0: Hello, and welcome to We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Selat. And this is Kalina. And welcome to... Oh, I just said that. I say that all the time. (laughs) All the time. I'm like, hey, after I say welcome, I say welcome again. (laughs) I mean to say, and we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. But instead I say welcome like 17 times before. Well, we really
1: want everyone to feel comfortable and in the groove.
0: Just come on in, kick off your shoes, put your feet up. Stay a while. Maybe take your pants off if you want. I know when I get home, I take my pants off. Also, I'm already home, so I don't ever wear pants. (laughs) Home from where? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I don't go anywhere. I no
1: longer wear pants. (laughs) I, in my act of rebellion against the fact that I can't complain. Truly. But to be fair, even those of us who've had jobs throughout the whole thing and keep working and um those of us whose offices have stayed open and have had to stay in, you know, going into the office and everything, there's still like, it's still a fucking pandemic going on. Yeah. So there's extra stress and it sucks. And so I see all these threads of everyone who's like, working from home and doesn't ever not wear pajamas and I'm supposed to like get dressed for the office and I'm like fuck that. So for the past two months I've been like here's yoga pants and a fucking sweatshirt bitches and this is all I got. Yes.
0: Dude I am. (laughs) I just
1: I Even though I have to go into the office, I'm like, I cannot bring myself to wear clothes anymore. Yeah, The world's burning to the ground. No one else is wearing normal clothes. So why do I have to? (laughs) Exactly. It's like at that point. I don't see
0: clients. We're not not there. I mean, like, I I hear a lot of people, a lot of people are saying things are going to change even after this. But I also hear a lot of people that are like, nothing's going to change. Everything's going to go back to normal, but it's just like blowing it out of proportion. Actually, this is the, if anything... The fucking structure of how people work and where they work is has changed. People oh, are course. realizing, companies are realizing that they're saving thousands of dollars on rental space. They Why would they ever buy.
1: pay for a giant fucking no. office in downtown Denver again? No,
0: no office leases. <laughs> sorry. No. Sorry, it can have like small there. conference
1: rooms or something yeah. that they need to like or like that's the, the shared le- space, share space. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: the shared workspaces where you can rent a conference room once a month to meet with your team every once in a while, or
1: or if you have like uh, clients who you need to have fancy meetings yeah. with or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can
0: get Wi-Fi anywhere now.
1: It's just did you see they're actually putting it up free spot, free Wi-Fi spots around Denver?
0: I didn't. I didn't see that. No.
1: Really, Xfinity's making it. They're calling them. Um, they have a. Um, Wi-Fi lifts, I think is what they're calling okay. them. And like it's to, especially in neighborhoods where there's lower connectivity. Yeah. So a lot of like the rec centers and other shared like common community spaces are going to have pretty sizable Wi-Fi ranges, free Wi-Fi ranges. That
0: yeah. is so amazing. I'm I'm yep. so glad that they stepped up and did that. For a while there, I was just like, come on, fucking Comcast. <laughs> let's, get, <laughs> let's get, you guys are what, the third largest conglomerate in the world. I think you can, you know share that with everybody it, 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 anymore it's like a right you know like this is just what people yeah. need and kids who are don't the families can't afford the fucking expensive ass internet you know they it's crazy they need i to go only to school. have internet with comcast right. and it is a hundred
1: motherfucking dollars a month <laughs> exactly you know <laughs> and like, and i'm not home for like six 60 hours a fucking week. Right. So
0: I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, and like, uh, look, I-, I don't gripe about Comcast on the flip side of it well, because it pays for yeah. all of my medical shit. <laughs> you know, I have yeah. benefits from it, but that's just, you know, because I'm on that side of it. But uh, not that I work for him or anything or advertising for them, but I do believe in taking care of your people at the same time, you know, and like the people that sub- these are, these are people that need these services. That aren't just, like... Well,
1: and and to be fair, a lot of the initial infrastructure was paid for by the government. Yeah. You know? Yes, yes, they have done growth and, and infrastructure since then that th- the, they do pay for as a company. So I get it. I'm not, I'm not... Well, I am mostly socialist, but... <laughs> 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 I'm not full-blown communist yet. I don't want to... <laughs> take control of uh, all of the utilities but you know, maybe. <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> but a lot of the structure that all these companies built on was paid for by the government by our basically by us but tax dollars yes. Yeah so it's not like they built from scratch no. they didn't go out and lay a bunch of line that never existed before right. all on their own and built themselves up they utilized fund like public fund public infrastructure that already existed to start the growth of their company so the least they could do is maybe charge a fucking little less or put free Wi-Fi spots anywhere in neighborhoods that need them for children to do school Yeah, <laughs> that's literally the least they can that, could that do. is literally
0: the least because the least before that before they allowed that was you can connect to any Wi-Fi spot as long as you had an Xfinity account, which was oh yeah great, but not for those kids that can't afford it. So no. that's amazing. Well, when
1: you see store see stories of like a bunch of kids sitting outside Taco Bell, I shit know those break doing my doing homework, and I'm like, oh god, our country's I- dumb. I know. Oh, we're stupid. <laughs> Dude, This is the dumbest thing we've ever
0: done. I remember seeing those type of videos from like fucking Cambodia or Mexico or like, you know, countries that aren't doing as well as we are. But no. Don't pretend
1: to be the best country in the world. Right.
0: (laughs) These are our children that need it. Our children here need it. And they're just now doing it. So... Well, yeah. good for them. Let's let's someday let's send out some uh good positivity on that. So okay, so right I have on a
1: quickie for you. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What's it?
1: Do you prefer giving or getting?
0: Well, I do prefer getting cookies. <laughs> I prefer giving a little bit of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it depends on what it. Did. Okay, when if it comes to oral, I prefer. Ooh, see. to give. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just not. I I know we we've talked about this and here and there on a couple of our past episodes where it just hasn't been that. Like my experiences just haven't been great. Where I'm like, yeah, it's the greatest thing, it's the bestest thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I also don't believe that I'm really good at giving head. I just would prefer to <laughs> to be the one to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as the actual like sex goes, uh, I I I just I just want to I- lay there. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm on top. Obviously, I have to do my part. Otherwise, we're just sitting there playing Monopoly, right?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I love that you went there. I was referring to presents.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I was, I was but like, I also knew that you were going to go there. <laughs> if, if I yeah. made it really... Yeah. Ambiguous. You <laughs> did.
0: You had. There was no other context there other than do you like to give or give. <laughs> That's why I started off cookies. Good. That's a good trap. You, you trapped me. I'm a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as presents go, I, I like both giving and getting. It's always yeah. fun to get presents, you know, to feel thought about and to open presents because it's just fun but it's also nice to give and and watch people appreciate what you've given i
1: love giving presents yay and oh, this isn't gonna sound very good oh (laughs) but i am not as big a fan (laughs) of receiving presents. Okay. Because you don't like junk? Yeah, I don't like junk. And sometimes, because of the way you know our culture is, you just have to give each other gifts. And I, a lot of the times, get stuff that has nothing to do with me. And it yeah. makes me go, do people not know me? Like, do my <laughs> family and loved ones not understand who I am? Mm-hmm. Because they give me such random shit sometimes. So... I really love to give presents, though, because I feel like I get – I nail them. Oh, yeah. I feel like I get I them right, and uh, it makes me happy. It's (laughs) part of – I think it's part of my love language. Oh, okay. Is giving tokens of love and tokens of appreciation. So it's part of – and that's – it is. I've done – I've taken the test. It's part of my love language. (laughs) It's like the the number one. Nice. Yo, there is – for the five love languages, you should oh, take it.
0: Oh, you should send it to me. You and- I would love to. I take will. It. I'll
1: find it. Um, but yeah, there's. Uh, I don't remember all five, but like physical touch is one. Gift giving, positive reinf- like affirmation, mm-hmm. spending quality time, and then I forget what the fifth one is. But anyway, yeah, gift and gift giving is one of my love languages. It's one of my biggest ones. So I love to like spend time thinking of what's going to be really appreciated by somebody. Yeah. And finding it and giving it. That's that awesome. That makes me super happy.
0: Well, that's good. But I mean, obviously,
1: I like opening presents. Everyone likes opening presents. Yeah. But there is a moment sometimes where I'm just like,
0: oh, oh, thank you. It's I, so funny. It's so good. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then you have to <laughs> pretend to appreciate and you're then you feel like a big asshole. Yeah, no. But you're like, I'm an asshole. Oh, yeah. I'm with you on that i i kind of felt that way with like dan's grandmother she used to give us like you know just like cat statues and just like <laughs> a bunch of uh tchotchkes that just aren't yeah. needed aren't- in my life uh, and aren't you right exactly i mean i love cats but i have a real one i don't really need a st- no. statue of one that doesn't look like my cat so mm-hmm. you know things like that but I, I always know it's out of exactly i mean it's a I'm c- not- culture it's this is what saying anything right (laughs) you're like don't fucking give me a gift well yeah you know yeah
1: but there's all kinds of stuff tied up into it so yeah yeah. sometimes i just feel like a
0: bad person when i don't appreciate the (laughs) the i don't think like oh I, i don't know i think maybe when you're younger you you're just you feel like you owe that to people but i don't know right now i really don't give a shit i'm like thanks why i really didn't need this i wouldn't have, i wouldn't say that but i wouldn't feel no. bad about thinking it okay <laughs> there you go that's nice oh you tricked me i also would like to
1: do fewer gifts in general like i think the pressure's too high yeah you know like i'm glad like in in our friend group we've totally given it up
0: yeah we have given
1: it <laughs> up. like we don't need to exchange presents we can spend time with each other and be fine except for this year
0: Ah, uh, ah, uh, no! What,
1: Emily? What did you do?
0: <laughs> oh, it's not Emily. We usually blame Emily. It's me this time. Oh no! It's the me this time. Hey, I'm not expecting anything back. Otherwise, I've been like, <laughs> "Here's my fucking Christmas list," like we used to do. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We, used to, do we that. used to do that. Let's not worry about it. But that's also why I love White Elephant and doing those gift exchange because then it's mm-hmm. it's a fun game that you can play with whoever it is that you're playing with, and then you could do the stealing of the gifts and stuff. But then you only go home with one crappy present instead of twenty crappy presents. <laughs> you know.
1: I think the key to white elephants though is making sure everybody's on the same page with what the quality of the gift is. Is it a joke gift? Right. Like a true, honest to God joke gift, mm-hmm. or is it or is it just a single gift exchange program that's right. run like a white elephant? Yeah. Because last year at work we did a quote unquote white elephant, but everybody got nice gifts <laughs> except one girl went the silly joke route oh no and so she sat there and watched everyone open up just like really great candles. presents yeah yeah not like not like it's a still work it wasn't extravagant but sure. you know, like yeah like usable thoughtful like things that anyone in our group could probably utilize like a candle or a you know cookbook or something you know stuff like that and then she's like oh shit <laughs> as her present gets opened because it is just like what was it Um, I got it. Oh shit! No. (laughs) And it was straight up like thrift store, you know, like dolphin statue (gasps) flipping, like, like really heinous, like the ugliest dolphin statue you've ever seen in your life. Oh my god! (laughs) And she was just like, I'm so. And I was like, it's hilarious. Oh, but it did come in a penguin bag, so that's why I picked it because (laughs) I like penguins. You're like,
0: I got a penguin bag out of it, so we're good. So I have a penguin bag, and we're all fine. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God! She's like, "I'm never gonna do that again
1: well, I think it's that I mean I think that's why you have to have
0: you have to make sure stipulate everyone's on the same it. page, yeah,
1: like this is a joke gift exchange, or this is a serious single gift exchange.
0: <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's absolutely- absolutely true. We do it amongst the fantasy football team with those guys and it's all drinking gifts every single one it's a bottle of Hennessy it's a bottle they don't do wine they do straight up fucking liquor or it's not those guys no not those guys and I guess what I got this year I got a fucking bottle of whiskey with two whiskey glasses and I'm like I do not want this somebody give me your used socks because I will use that more than I will use this fucking bottle of whiskey.
1: <laughs> but that's when you take it home and you re-gift it.
0: That's true. Someone did now steal you it have... from me, though.
1: Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, that's a pretty nice gift to give someone else who you do know likes whiskey. <laughs> right.
0: I do know a couple people. I mean, Dan would have liked it. But yeah, I ended up with a, a multi tool, like a wrench oh, well and a that's knife. Good. Yeah, and I was like, you
1: can always use those. Oh yeah,
0: it came flashlight and it came with a knife and like screwdrivers. And I wanted one. Dan's like, I already have one of those. I was like, you have one, that one's yours. I want my own. He's <laughs> like, you can have mine. I was yeah, like, I don't want considering yours. Considering
1: the way we've we've seen what he does to tools and also not tools, I.e. kitchen items. <laughs> oh my that god, he uses as tools. Right. <laughs> yeah, you have to have your own. Bye he's bye, Miracle Blade no he's not
0: (laughs) although these leathermans are really nice but i'm not gonna i don't know i like because i got they're like small it's bite size for me i can hold in my hand
1: oh i love them yeah i love them i have probably 20 leathermans i love them they're the
0: greatest but now i have my own my
1: dad my dad puts them in stockings almost every year (laughs) oh nice <laughs> it's like he it's either he alternates between those and the all-in-one tool that gets you out of your car if you ever drive into a lake that we don't have I, right, in in, in, in I actually have one of those from your dad I think oh I, everybody has yes. one of those from my dad because I've had so many I have to give them to other humans because I only have one car
0: that's and I can't keep 20 in uh, one car that's crazy and I think I'm pretty sure I got it from you. But I, I have a feeling, I feel like he was like there at the table when you were giving it to me or something, but I have oh, it I have and that. it's in my car right now. There's two yeah. things. One of them I think was a flash. The other one's like a an emergency kit of some sort. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, like it'll, it'll cut the seatbelt and yeah. it'll break the window and it has like some like electric <laughs> something on it So Yeah. No, oh. I, have, I have them in all, like I have enough that there's one in all three of our cars that, you know, from Patrick and I now. Nice i'm just like i'm like well you know and i've yet to see any body of water that we could actually drive into in this state
0: you know the one that i fear most is the plat but uh i don't think that you know
1: (laughs) i think then you just get out of your car and then
0: you're just like my ankles are wet like
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're not underwater no
0: no what happens
1: (laughs) I guess if you go over the dam. There are
0: sometimes. some spots. There are some spots. I just never
1: take the dam road, so. No. Like, who I don't even know what you would do down there. No. Near the dam.
0: No, I'm thinking of like off spear that walkway that's down. The creek, the little <laughs> creek, you know? That you that's not even, even the plat. You would to the
1: water. <laughs> no,
0: you would actually Dan said he saw oh my god, we are way off. It's 20 minutes of bullshit right now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about okay, it.
1: Okay, we, we got to move on. We got to move um, on. We got to do what we're doing. Wait, I did the quickie, so now it is on to Notes and, uh for the book we read. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about what what book we read. <laughs> we uh, so we read Fire, Fury, Faith by N.D. Jones, narrated by Ryan Vincent Anderson. And this is the Winged Warrior series, book one. And it was an oh uh, uh, Yeah, because I just, just said the narrator, so... Yes. It was. Yes. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) So, this is the story of two humans who become angels. And they're married, and they're love. So Issa and Sirwa are the son and daughter of two warring chieftains mm-hmm. um, in Africa in pre-colonial pre-slave trade times, and they have met and kind of fallen in love. But it's a little bit of a Romeo Juliet kind of situation because <laughs> the families don't like each other. They're they're rival, chi- uh, rival t- tribes,
0: mm-hmm. rival villages,
1: but a seer has come and is telling them that there are outsiders on their way and the only way to survive will be to be strong and united as as one tribe instead of in multiple tribes. They can't fight each other because they're going to have to fight this outside group that's coming along. And he he means the slave traders. So Issa and Sarawa devise a plan to try to bridge peace between their two uh, tribes by getting married. And just in case anyone doesn't want them to get married, they're going to have sex first. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> that way... It's a done deal. No one can. No one can argue. They got to get married yep. now,
0: right? It's like I, I licked it. That's mine. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> I licked and it. And he does lick. I it. mean, he, he does. He really, really does lick. It. Like literally. <laughs> yes yes
1: he does um (laughs) so they end up married their tribes you know their fathers are a little bit kind of pissy at first but they get over it (laughs) and then the slave traders come and their lives get not great um anyway Sorry, not great it was an understatement. uh They lose their twin daughters. They lose their parents, their tribes, their loved ones. They're you know kidnapped and taken uh hostage and for and traded as as slaves. So this is in the future now. We are in yeah, I think it is in the future too. We it's don't like know. the well, past no.
0: future. It, it's like present. It's like the maybe. middle. Well, because it's it's the f- anyway. It's the we're gonna f- say it's the it's present day. <laughs> We're going to say it's present no, day. No, it's present day. And
1: so, um, in this world, humans are aware of angels and that they exist and that they help. They There are guardian angels and there are healer angels and there are warrior angels and hunter angels. And there's demons that are the bad guys that do all kinds of bad things. So... <laughs> isa and sarah have been chosen after their human lives that they lived they were then chosen by god to become chosen angels so it's when humans get to transform into angels after they have lived their human lives. And so now uh, Sirua is a healer angel and Issa is a guardian angel. And so they're doing their thing. Sirua gets burned by a demon who set up a trap specifically to try to catch her and kill her because mm-hmm. he's just this awful dude who sucks anyway so she's she's dealing with the trauma of that luckily as an angel she heals but she has the pain of having been pretty much burnt to death <laughs> which is like not great and then isa's frustrated because he feels personally responsible he still holds a lot of guilt about what happened to his tribe and his family mm-hmm. back when um he was human and now he has all this guilt about his wife getting burned and then so he spends most of the book trying to hunt down this demon um she's is uh Sirwa's at home trying to heal in like physically but also mentally because she has all this anger and rage about what happened to her and so it's the book is about them kind of working together he helps to heal her psyche and then he does eventually kill the demon but it doesn't fix him he thinks it'll fix him and it doesn't so then he has to at the end go to Sirwa and ask for her to help heal him
0: did he die who ethan o'leary the demon yes. he did die yes I th- oh yeah yeah oh i thought that yeah. there was something about how i know at first because he- and i'm sorry i'm like skipping because i remember like he That's said a- no that you that can't this book. yeah actually yeah that that is that it's the book <laughs> 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 it was three and a half hours long guys because then he i think he did say well you can't kill me because i've shared this blood or i have this blood or whatever but I thought he had like a like an existing essence or something afterwards no
1: did I no his soul was eaten up by the sword of righteousness or something oh. whatever Issa's sword is it it, it, right. it meets out angelic justice okay and he so when he stabbed him with the sword then the sword like ate his soul that's what okay and then sent it, it to another realm. So I think he's in what is essentially hell. Maybe that's... But he's dead. Okay. Like, his soul's in hell, but his body is dead. I see. Okay. Because he, sent- he sent the body back to the mom. Right. <laughs> so she could bury him. So she him. Can
0: do a proper burial yeah. type of thing, because the mom is... The mom.
1: Also a demon. also Yeah. But she is a mother. Yes. She's just a demon mother.
0: Okay. Th- maybe that's where I thought I was confused was because it, his parts of his, it was his soul that went somewhere else. Okay.
1: Yes. It got eaten got up by it. the sword and sent to hell.
0: I mean, that motherfucker was hard to kill. He was, <laughs> been he was, he, he was challenging. Yeah. So
1: it's not. It's not easy. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Okay. I I just want to say first and foremost that I enjoyed the shit out of Ryan's voice. I don't know how you felt about it, but holy. (laughs) Ryan's uh.
1: voice hits a very lovely register that's really nice. (laughs) It's deep and Yes, it's rumbly.
0: When he does his just normal narrating voice, it's really, really attractive and it is deep. It's got that gravelly type and and it's just like really pulling. But then he'll do the accents for Sarah and Isa. And, and I'm like, holy shit, this is so fucking good. Right away, I had to start the book over again probably three times. Not completely over, but just a little bit over so that I could re-listen to what actually he was telling me. <laughs> what he was actually telling me because I couldn't, I could not grasp at all any content. You're just like, I was just like, I'm just like, hearing the sounds. Oh, the sounds are so pretty. Oh my God, his <laughs> voices. Is- were so beautiful I just loved yeah. it so much and so that was probably like my favorite part of this book and that's when I text you and I was like oh my god oh shit dude this accent and you're like uh... <laughs> I haven't <laughs> started, started it yet though. I was like oh okay <laughs> well just wait I fucking loved it yeah
1: no he, he he's good I
0: hope to hear more from him in the future yeah
1: that guy can narrate the shit out of a book <laughs> and
0: he can and he did really good differentiating his voices oh sure his women weren't overly airy and gaspy and high pitched nope
1: they just had different voices and it was fine yeah and his villains were
0: villainous and Mm -hmm. sounded terrible (laughs) they did which is which is good (laughs) you have to differentiate them I can't even I don't remember if he did he ever try like an accent for Ethan I don't think he did
1: oh yeah Ethan straight up sounded like kind of a white Irish dude okay
0: to me he did yeah Okay. In.
1: not full-blown irish but more just like just a- bostony or something yeah like. yeah just yeah, a just just little a bit like a- white east coast irish <laughs> yeah i hear you there not full-blown Ireland Irish, but just
0: yeah America Irish. <laughs> yeah. We haven't had a book yet where, or at least I don't remember, where it's like a... They started off as a couple, and they went through this whole journey to, like, to overcome... Well,
1: the only ones like this was Gin.
0: Oh, yeah. But that right? way it ended... Yeah, the way that it ended made us mad, though. I...
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I... <laughs> yes. But again, it started with a married couple. Yeah, you're right. Now, you know, they were never together at all in the book, but that's a different story. But it's still interesting because both of those books are authors of color. Mm-hmm. So it's just a different perspective. Yeah. It's, it's writing from a different perspective of a
0: relationship than all of the ones where it's just like meet-cutes. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. these are like, this story in particular, it's a married couple. that They weren't falling out of love, but they had to go through so much to keep their love strong and to keep their relationship strong for centuries
1: exactly well and it felt very like i enjoyed that because sometimes we've mentioned, um, especially with some of the books where they're supposed to be like fated mates from mm-hmm. the beginning of time or something, you know, um, they don't seem to take the time to like really get to know each other. And so we don't, I, sometimes I don't understand their love. Right. I'm like, they just met each other and they assume they love each other. <laughs> and it's hard. I'm like, that's not how love works. Um, or, you know, but this one was different because we already knew that they were in love, mm-hmm. you know, and have been for centuries. And so now it's witnessing the tension that comes up with maintaining love when there's been a trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And then like how both partners can need to ask for different things and seek out different things to heal. Yep. And
0: they give it to each other. Cause there's a point in the book where she's like, I, you know, I have to go. I, is that when she got burnt and she had to go like take care of herself and he had to stay at a different place for a while because and also he was tracking down Ethan O'Leary who is a well demon. his whole yeah he
1: was he just kept leaving her to go track Ethan
0: so that he can kill she him she didn't
1: she never asked him to stay away he did ask her for space once because he after he had killed Ethan because he thought that was gonna fix Let's something solve everything yeah yeah and it didn't Mm -hmm. and he was still out hunting other demons thinking that somehow this was gonna fix things. that he had asked her not to come to the earthly realm and and see him because he knew he knew he was spiraling and he's like i gotta just I can't be, you know. I don't want to see you because I and things he aren't going well.
0: Wasn't supposed to be doing that. He wasn't that type of an angel. No, he's not a hunter angel. He is a guardian angel, right.
1: and he needs to be going and guarding things. <laughs> but instead, he's like gone rogue and is like, "I gotta kill all the demons. Mm-hmm. it's the only way I'm gonna make everything right." But it's not going to fix things. So eventually... But he comes to that on his own. Yeah. She she gives him the space he needs. And she doesn't offer again to heal him. Because at the beginning, she's like, let me heal you. Like, this isn't... You're not well. And he's like, no, I can't. And then by the end... You know, she won't offer again. She, she's going to wait for him to come to yeah, her. Yeah, she knows. And he does. He he starts praying to her and she comes back and heals him because he, he asked for it. He's like, I need you. I need you to help me. Yeah. And she does. And then they're in love again. I mean, well, they were always in love, but then they're that's what they needed to do they needed to both ask each other for help yes and it was a little hard at first to to know to do that or to to be open and vulnerable enough to do that
0: which is so beautiful it was i loved their relationship and how patient they were with each other after going through so much uh, losing twin daughters and and then thinking that they couldn't procreate again because angels i mean how it it was right
1: i mean has you ever seen a pregnant angel
0: (laughs) I don't see them no. very often. I mean, I have in other books that I love so much. But we won't talk about that well, because then we'll that's all we'll talk about.
1: They are on the schedule
0: for the future. <laughs> Yay. Calm down. <laughs> oh, oh, I just got the newest one, so I'm excited. But anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved um I loved all the uh the love in this book. And I think there's something extra about as a person who's married, there's something extra about when love scenes are written for married couples because there's always that you know when you first get in a relationship the physicality of everything is new the emotions are new the environment is new so everything's fun and sex is always so amazing not that sex is not amazing later but it's a different feel right but the way that actually i don't even know if this is a female author is it andy jones okay yes Yes, Thank you. The way that she writes the love scenes throughout this book is the way another author would write the first love scene between a couple. You know what I mean? Or like the Mm -hmm. second love scene between a couple. No, these people have been together for centuries, and they still make love like they love. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like. No, I know. Exactly. It's like, I guess less. I don't know. I'm not calling it an obligation, but the sex does change. Not that it's a terrible thing, but the sex does change. And it becomes less. And it doesn't become any less meaningful. I don't know. Something about the way that she had expressed everything. Not, I mean, also, there was butt play in one of them, which was. fucking amazing (laughs) i really loved it (laughs) you know so like i don't know she expressed so much love between them in all of these scenes and there were three sex scenes in here that were very good Yes. Very, very good.
1: Very, very No, I no, you're right. I think it is it, well, it was they they had a lot of um thoughts and, and communications about how this is, you know, his favorite smell is her smell. Mm-hmm. His favorite taste is her taste. Like it's it's not new, but it is home to him like when he slides home at the end there that's him coming home and her body is his home Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of that 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 does come only through a long term relationship yeah and and those intimacies that are shared and renewed over and over again that aren't just like you know first time experiences so I think that was very important and it was a big part of the book because in the I mean they go from the beginning the very first sex scene we get which is their their start, mm-hmm. their, you know, them... Their meeting almost? Their, yeah, yeah. Them meeting in the jungle um, to run... A- she thought to run away together, but then he changed the plan to he wanted to bring the tribes together to help save you know hopefully to have be stronger against the incoming invaders and so we get to witness their first and like it's not his first sexual experience Mm -hmm. because again you know men don't have to be virgins because you know dick doesn't stretch or (laughs) dick dick don't break or whatever i don't know Uh, but women have to be because god knows anyway uh (laughs) so we go from like that watching their very first time ever as a couple to hundreds of years later as angels Mm -hmm. getting their experience love making and knowing how to please each other and what the other one needs and they also have the mating bond which shares intimacy between them in a way that like kind of like internal feelings and and thoughts and stuff
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. sorry I thought you had more (laughs)
1: No, I kind of didn't know. I was like, "Oops, I ran out of steam on my thought." <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought, but no, I mean that was neat. It was it was good to see because we got to pretty much witness the full spectrum. Yeah,
0: and I would say that each three of the scenes almost started off with like the same feel almost. So, so the first one was it was their first time together. They are freshly in love, but they were fighting to be with each other, right? The second scene was they hadn't seen each other for a while, I think. Was it that scene that they hadn't seen had each other? It only been like 2 weeks. The other the last one had been longer. Okay, yeah. But they
1: were still But the second scene, she's still psychologically damaged yeah. from the attack and she can't control her anger about what happened to her and her desire to punish him mm-hmm. even though she has both healing and death angel magic within her and she's always been afraid of her death magic. Like that, she would lose control and kill. When she was human and a slave, she did kill the traitor that was raping her mother, mm-hmm. and she never forgave herself for taking a life. Even though, as you know, Issa was like that dude's life was uh, forfeit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy sucked. Um, but you know, so she always she held on to like it, it tarnished her soul in a way, and she doesn't want to repeat that. So even though she's suffering, but she's but she wants to kill Ethan or she. She wants to kill him yeah and she wants vengeance desperately so she's warring with that internally and she she it keeps exploding out of her in negative ways and isa comes to her and breaks down the wall she's built between them to like hide that so he can help Heal it. Yeah, he can use some some angel healing magic to help put her psyche kind of back together again after the attack. So they are fighting, even though that this time they're fighting each other a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. She doesn't want. She is fighting to try and be in control instead of letting him giving control to him so that he can fix her. Yeah.
0: So they are. Yeah, they're still fighting. They're just and it's amazing. There's yeah some type of trial that either they're together or they're fighting a little bit for each one of these scenes. And it's, it's such a powerful message to send to, you don't have to be a married couple. I mean, Jen would argue that marriage is just a piece of paper, right? So (laughs) I think it depends on how strong your bond is with your lover, Mm -hmm. with your partner, and that they can come together and still have the emotions and the incredible sensual sex that they had, even though they were going through so much, they were still going through it together. Mm -hmm. It was a, This is like a true love story of a couple just falling in love over and over and over again. Yes. And it was so good. It was very, um, had feelers, (laughs) lots of um, feelers. And it was squishy. It was so squishy. I think we have to talk
1: about the second one. So like the scene that I was just kind of starting on describing is my Mm -hmm. favorite and also crazy that it's my favorite. (laughs) But... (laughs) So they're in this house in in this weird angel realm and um she's she just like pretty much burnt the house down almost and then had to rebuild it out of scratch because she was like, I don't know, going through her emotions. Emotions. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you know how emotions be.
0: Yeah, angels so and he, angels. He
1: comes home and he's all like, Hey, I've been gone for two weeks. I didn't get him, I tried, but I killed this other demon I found instead and you know, it's not as good. But I want to spend some time with you, so she kind of like walks away from him cuz she doesn't want. She's like, "No, this is I we need to talk." Cuz she at this point is when she starts offering to help him to heal him and he's like, "Let's not talk yeah. about that. Let's talk about you." He knows she's not healing herself either. And so she walks away from him and is up facing a window and they end up starting like he comes up behind her and initiates the sex but she's pushed up against the window and i don't know why i love these scenes but this is the second one we've gotten the first one was in haunted and i just Mm -hmm. fucking love the cool glass window like outside window like dark night and then the heat the steamy passion that's happening right there against the glass and like
0: oh yeah it's like it's like you're I don't know if it's like a vulnerability that you have control of or something because you're being pressive. It's a risque type of oh, thing. Yeah. maybe people can see you, maybe Ooh. not. I mean, you are <laughs> a window, you know. But but then he's also coming in from behind you, yeah. where where it's just like, and you have to explain all the mouth. <laughs> so Pieces.
1: it starts off you know like he's kissing her neck and he's you know has his hand in his in her hair and on her hip and you know is rubbing her but then she starts to feel his mouth and I'm gonna say mouths <laughs> on her because as a mated angel magic thing he can use his magical tie to her and his mated bond to her to project these additional mouths on her her body like so he so she feels them even though he only does have one mouth. He doesn't have four mouths, but he puts four (laughs) mouths on her. (laughs) So he's like teasing her all with all these different mouths on, you know, each breast and on her clit and you know on her butt. And he's bringing her all the way right to the edge with them because he can feel her like through their connection. He can feel her intensity and her orgasm as it's coming, but not quite there. He won't let her go because he's trying to break down that wall because she keeps putting up a wall between them. And so he has to like get her right to the edge to where she can't fight and can't have that wall anymore. She has to let go of it in order to let him take her all the way. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. very sexy. It's very sexy. (laughs) It is. It's
0: super sexy. And
1: it's, it's naughty and sexy.
0: I was a little confused about the mouthpieces <laughs> that was happening there, but I've got it now. Well, I you understand. can go back and, and then- listen
1: to it now that you know that there's they're not real mouths. They're like manifested mouths. <laughs> absolutely they are and you'll be yeah, like yeah yeah, yeah 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 but then he, yeah i got it yeah this is the and then this is the ass play because he's all like in and out with his fake mouth
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yes and that's when she's like yes yeah. that's what i need yes that is exactly that was when she was just like yep and then then the ass play and then uh then he you know he does the ass he and does it the was ass. Uh, it was glorious yeah i loved it i love. it <laughs> I love watching it, and I love reading it, and I, like, it's just something that's just so, I don't know. It's going to happen again. I just know it. I just know. Because I, I just, I'm intrigued by it, and I know, obviously, people don't do it because, it, like, they're not going to keep doing it if it doesn't feel good. Duh. I'm just going to have to get more uh brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my part. Dan's up for anything. He's like, yeah, let's, well, let's do this. I mean, like, <laughs> he <doesn't> it's not... <laughs> It's really come
1: on. (laughs) Like shocking. Oh. A different hole I can put my dick
0: in? Oh sure.
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) Of course he's a
0: I i i'm pretty sure i'm sure there are some men out there that aren't into but
1: oh no i am sure too but also I, i'm not saying that every man's gonna want. It. i'm just saying that him being <laughs> up it is like it doesn't require any difference anything on his part that's like, true the effort it's very the true. new effort is on your part it's always on our part yeah <laughs> to them it's
0: just it's it is. just a hole and they're just putting dicks in it's it just an <laughs> just another dick in a hole just, just yeah, just, just another just dick a in a hole. Take
1: it a different hole. Same dick different
0: hole. <laughs> 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 you know, so I don't know, I just might need some different Did toys you there.
1: I remember many moons ago we last time I think we talked about ass play or maybe a while ago. Um you uh-huh. were getting a special rainbow tail
0: butt plug, right? Yes. And I got one and it's a lot of fun. Oh. It's not actually don't know how big it is. It's a thing. It's, uh, it's a size. Oh, okay. And it's metal. So you can get one that's rubber and then you can get one that's metal. I got the stainless steel one mm-hmm. or nickel. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. It's not a refrigerator, guys. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a shiny metal. <laughs> and it's got this big poofy tail that just comes out of it. And it like made out of, I don't know, like colorful yarn or something like that. And it's a rainbow. Mm-hmm. And oh, it is so cute! It's super cute, and it, and it was fun. You like put it in after you know making sure that your body is ready for it, and mm-hmm. and you know stretching the right way and the appropriate way and everything. And then you walk around with it naked, and then you have a fucking tail. I've always wanted a tail. <laughs> so if anybody desires a tail and they want a tail, and you're interested in a little bit of butt play. Get yourself a butt plug that has a tail on it, and you can get like like I got mine on Etsy. <laughs> so you can get it any type of design and color and stuff mm-hmm.
1: for a reasonable price. Well, yeah, well that's cool. So see, I knew you would start it. You know, at least gone that far to get one. So I didn't know if that was taking you anywhere or not.
0: Yes, and for me, I think what I have to do is just continue to to experiment and play with it a little bit more to get myself more used to it because I think. I, I don't know if it heals over time because it feels the same every time for the first time, Mm -hmm. you know, like it feels like the first time every time. So it doesn't feel as good initially. It feels better like, you know, later on (laughs) after a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want it to just be a natural thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to break it out. I just got new toy cleaner. So yeah. That one's I'm important.
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: really important. No.
1: I was a no little concerned care. in the scene cuz at one point He pulls all the way out, and I thought he was going to switch holes, and I was really upset, and then he didn't, and I was like, oh, "Oh, thank God.
0: Oh, I didn't. I knew he was going right back in there.
1: I was (laughs) like, like, because he maneuvered, he moved her in a different way, and I was just like, oh, God, no. Because I was going to be horrified (laughs) if that was written like that, because I was like, that's the one Mm -hmm. thing you cannot do.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) You
1: cannot go back Different. That's not acceptable.
0: (laughs) No, it's, it's it seems very dangerous. I know she's um, an agent and
1: isn't going to, like, get a
0: yeast no. infection or a UTI, but just don't do that. <laughs> Look, just for sanitary purposes, let's just not do don't it. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hot it was that was my favorite scene too because of the butt play i my mine was the, about the mouth. mine was
1: the window and the mouse part of it but definitely mm-hmm. was like oh when the butt play came into it i was like this is <laughs> interesting because like they had because really the only we just had like their virginal scene at the beginning and then all of a sudden their fucking butt play <laughs> and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the scenes are uh, pretty detailed and there there are three of them but the, like i mean like we said the book's pretty short it's only three hours yeah. so that's a lot of the book that is sex
0: they it is and but it's spread out i mean it's literally the, the beginning, beginning the middle, middle and, and the end, end. Yes. she did it perfectly yes. And another scene, which was not a sexy scene, but it was a blowjob scene, was a scene that made me kind of sad. But it's when we first meet the bad guy, Ethan O'Leary. Oh, that I chose
1: to ignore that one because that one was totally sad. Yeah,
0: it was very upsetting. But it sets the pace of how fucking terrible this demon is. So you get to meet him in a really, really terrible situation.
1: Yeah, he has a sex worker (laughs) Who sounds like she's, like, a child, practically. She
0: sounds... Uh, she's a teenager. Yeah.
1: At least. Got a, uh, or at least yeah, I'm, I'm he's hoping. He's got a young sex worker giving him a blowjob in an alley. And he does it very aggressively and nastily.
0: Yeah, and she's She's, like, terrified.
1: choking and shit. And I never even saw him pay her, so I still think he stiffed her, too.
0: Totally. <laughs> 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 you know he wasn't going to pay her if anything. He's he a probably demon. No. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah, you guys, this is really a, a short book. All right. So let's do our kiss and tell then. Yeah. So in the beginning of the book, they've got the scene where they're going to run away and then they make love for the first time. And he is preparing her body for him when he first enters. And she's like, I know, I already know. My mom has told me, explained to me, we've had this talk about how it's going to be for the first time that it's going to hurt and it's going to this and it's going to that. So she knows she gets that usually you bleed and mm-hmm. there's some pain yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Which is really great. And I love it. And, you know, so she explains that her mom explained it to her. They've had that talk. So the kiss and tell for this episode is if either one of us have ever had that talk or have. Maybe had to give that talk or like understood that anything about the talk, quote unquote, hmm. from either parent. Oh, <laughs> that'd be <laughs> awful. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. <laughs> 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 um,
1: uh, no, no, I did not. My mom gave me two books when I was, I think, going into middle school, or maybe Mm -hmm. sixth grader in middle school. And one book was about changing bodies, and one book was about sex. And they Mm -hmm. were like, from the (laughs) 70s. I swear to God.
0: Oh no. And they had
1: like <laughs> little cartoon people. Did they have pictures? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cartoon people, <laughs> not full blown uh actual images. But they had yeah, they had little cartoon people and I mean it wasn't a it wasn't a child's book, but it was Also, like, not a full adult book, because it was written, you know, like, easily accessible. It wasn't, like, full whole paragraphs and stuff. It was a little bit broken up with the little cartoons.
0: I I get what you're saying. So that it wouldn't be too
1: overwhelming, I think. And that was that. And then she was like, well, if you have questions, let me know. And I was like, never going to talk about this with you again. (laughs) And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how we approached it and then of course i had sex ed in school and so like and that and by that point i've been reading books and you know oh, i was like we man. got this covered we don't need to know about this shit
0: now did you have any inkling or did you know anything about sex before your mom gave you those books i think so i don't think a lot i know i don't okay i know i was
1: not a super early I mean, we were Default. we were pre- internet, really, so we definitely didn't have as much access as kids nowadays might find out about shit. Sure. Um, but I want to say that I didn't find out a lot of things. Like, I just didn't really early on. Like, I, I was almost, like, willfully na- naive. Like, I, I wasn't that interested if kids were, like, giggling or, like, trying to make me feel stupid about not knowing something. I didn't care. So I just moved on. Right. Like, it, just, it wasn't anything that I needed to deal with. So Then I knew that sex existed and was a thing, and then I got the books, and I so I already had. I can't remember if I'd already started sex ed in in middle school or not, or if we'd already. I guess we did do some in elementary school, but not like full blown.
0: No, that was more of like menstrual cycles, and so it wasn't
1: a surprise. Like the books didn't surprise me. I was like, okay, I get it. Okay, we're fine. Let's not discuss this. Yeah. I think, God, I can't even fathom. I think every kid's going to be different. And I can't even imagine how you have to, like, navigate those waters to decide what's the best way to bring this up with children. And I do think probably the earlier you start with the topics, not specifics per se, but just general topics about it, probably the easier and the better.
0: Yes. And I would agree with that. And and, I mean, like, obviously at a reasonable age. (laughs) Yeah. But just parts of it can kind
1: of start coming up. Like, I love when I see art articles about how they're teaching bodily autonomy to kids now where it's like you don't have to hug Mm -hmm. anyone even a relative who demands a hug like you get like no means no even like you don't have to explain the whole history of why no means no and what rape is but just starting with a kid by making sure they're aware that they can be in control Mm -hmm. of their own bodies and not let somebody invade their space even from you know five and saying no you don't have to hug grandma just because grandma wants a hug if you don't want to give a hug you don't have to
0: Absolutely. The boys got that from preschool, which I fucking love and I appreciate it. They get to express themselves in that way you get to tell people anybody even if it's your twin brother and you don't want a hug from him no nope. you get to tell her body no.
1: is your body and so like stuff like that where you can do it without you know you don't have to go into the sex of it but we're teaching we're yeah. starting things earlier instead of like making it a big giant mystery never discussing it
0: and so taboo not even calling
1: them real words making up yes. Tinkle dink and <laughs> tinkle dinker <laughs> And stuff like that, where you're like, "What the fuck is that? How is any how is anyone going to be a functioning adult if they grew up thinking, no. <laughs> with the, like that's nonsensical?" So
0: no, that's that's participation ribbon in in sex ed, and you need to know about everything, <sighs> and you have to know everything. And not only that, I would have to add also that. Uh, so I've got two boys. I do expect Dan to have that sex talk with them. But I need to be present as well. I feel like I should be Mm -hmm. because whether or not it's going to be with a woman or a man when they get older... When it happens, the inevitability of the kids' sexual lives are, you know, mm-hmm. are going to happen. I want to be there to let them know that, you know, as a woman, this is what happens to us as well. That way they have an understanding of what's going to happen.
1: I think that's fantastic. You know? Because too many men are stupid about what happens in women's biology.
0: I absolutely agree <laughs> with like, that. They're
1: like, you only have one hole. Just don't, you know, just don't have blood come out of your pee hole when you don't want to. And it's like, what? What the fuck is happening? you how do you not understand <laughs> <laughs> well you know like the people uh, the, the men who think you can control your periods just by stopping them yes because you well you yeah. don't pee when you don't want to so why don't you stop bleeding when you don't want to that's oh, not how Jesus. shit fucking works so if as long oh. as we can prevent any men like that from ever continuing like we have to stop that in this generation all men yes. need to just all boys need to be taught true understanding of biology and and body. Yes. Because it's it's the
0: bodies of and, half and of your friends, you know, or like your population. It, it is. You know? This is the, the other population. Exactly. And it's not that I doubt Dan's skills in how he's going to handle it. I think he's going to be very graceful and honest with them. He's really good about it even now, about just the that's not your body talk mm-hmm. or that's someone else's body talk. But he's never been a woman. No. He doesn't know how it is to be a woman. So like, that's just why I'm like, I can't do this. Talk with them because I don't have a penis. But as a person who receives penis, yes, <laughs> and it's going to be uncomfortable with them. But you know what? Just as it's going to be uncomfortable with me accepting the fact that they are going to be sexual beings, they have to understand that mom and dad have sex, or at least, yeah, they I think did it
1: is a, a I, while ago. I know, like, my initial <laughs> reaction when we started this conversation, especially when you said both parents, and I was like, Ugh. but I think that's because <laughs> of how yeah we were raised. Like my parents are not physical beings. <laughs> Right. Like they don't express affection to each other and to anyone. <laughs> so it's um weird. just it's it's very weird. And so I think I think it's healthier if it can be. And if you can start young, then it won't be as weird. Like it won't be a weird talk because you guys yeah. will already have been prepping the ground for it. And so it won't yes. seem out of the blue. It w- like literally, if my dad had ever come in and had that talk, it would have been out of absolutely fucking nowhere and I would have cried and been <laughs> like, What is happening to me?
0: What's going on? No.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, I know. Why is this Stop. No, I know. Why? it's never going to happen. Do- I mean, yeah, anyway, I've never, like, we just, I never introduced any boyfriends to them for a decade, like, or more. I mean, I was, it was a long time because I just, am like, mm-hmm. we just don't discuss or acknowledge relationships or bodies or sex or anything. And now I have a fucking sex
0: podcast. <laughs> Super weird. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I never got that sex talk from either one of my parents. Obviously, not from my dad either. I, my dad didn't, he doesn't even really know what what a period is. He doesn't understand how the woman's body works, you know, Mm -hmm. in that sense. My mom, when I got my period, my mom just threw me a pad and said, here, whenever you bleed, this is what happens. Like I never got any of it. I hit puberty way too soon before I knew what any body part did. Mm -hmm. I thought I was in trouble. I thought something was wrong Mm -hmm. with me. Nine year olds don't typically (laughs) get their periods. And I don't fault my mother or anybody for it, or i, th- I mean, maybe my sisters a little. I think they could have helped, but they didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean they're older, so you know.
0: Yeah, jump in there <laughs> <any> sister, time. <laughs> gonna, Like, hey, get me a little help here, sis. Uh, but yeah, I didn't get that that talk either, and it was a little bit. I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, like a faux pas. You don't, you don't talk about exactly. it. But because of that, I want to be present. Yeah, and for even my nieces, yeah, or my nephews if they need that type of help, and especially for my sons. Well,
1: well, and, and i think we're definitely seeing in the younger generation the breaking down of this taboo about especially around periods i mean scotland just passed the they're giving away free menstrual products because wow yeah because it's it's too <laughs> fundamental to the lives of half of the population and to have you know? them cost what they cost to be taxed what we pay in taxes on them is like it's period poverty you know and mm-hmm. it's embarrassing to people who like it, it's an extra layer of like trauma and something they have to overcome. You know, if you don't have access to the proper products, then you're probably, you know, missing school or missing work or missing, you know, like because you can't because you're poor. Yeah. Like it's like it's it's such a stupid thing. So, yeah, Scotland's going to make it available to people in need for free as part of That's a amazing. governmental thing, you know, and we. Yeah. Well, stupid. Most of the places in America still tax it at the luxury tax rate. Yeah. Instead of just like, no, it's not a luxury for me to put a tampon in. No, it's just a fundamental necessity, you bitches. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so I think like I don't get it. So the more we make sure everyone, regardless of gender, finds out about all bodies Mm -hmm. and understands how all bodies work, and the more we destigmatize that, it's also really good for girls to not grow up thinking that their bodies are disgusting. Yes. Like
0: absolutely. We
1: are so taught that <laughs> like that we're these gross things that have to hide every periodically, you know, and stop stop being <laughs> ourselves, because, ooh, oops, sorry, I'm gross right now. Don't touch me. Don't look at yeah. me. Don't come near me. I smell different, you know, like all of that. And
0: there's so, so many different things that we need to reteach, you know, like compassion more than anything for that. Because not only do we need to teach our little girls about how they are going to bleed, because that's a natural thing that we do and that can't control. Okay. Stupid people that think we can. <laughs> no. (laughs) But it's also like, along with me teaching when it's time... My boys about what women go through during sex I have to tell them about menstrual cycles and I have to tell them when your sixth grade friend has her period through her pants in class you better fucking help her and you better not make fun of her you better not make her feel uncomfortable it goes all the way around yeah, you know
1: absolutely you have to teach you that give her, you, compassion in that you give her that sweatshirt to tie around her waist and yes, get her, yeah yeah you know, to a nurse or get to, her to the nurse yeah, somewhere
0: or tell the teacher you are there as a friend and you're not ever going to shame her for something she because cannot I control because i
1: think that has literally happened to every teenage girl
0: yeah it happened to me in math class 100 I, I don't math remember class too. <laughs> Wow, look why at is that? math?
1: That's where all the period things happen? Math
0: is so stressful. Maybe it was Bob Marley for me I don't fucking Oh, in know. high
1: school? No. <laughs> God damn
0: that. It was high school. No, I think it might have been middle Mine school. Mine was actually. in middle
1: school. Middle school was a definitely struggle struggle time for me. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard to get the to just get the whole thing under control as at, when you're 12. <laughs> like you're barely yeah. and you're... able to take care of like just general functioning. Like what brushing yes. brushing my hair was hard and now i have to deal with this other shit and it's like it's really hard
0: and not only that but we're teenagers who can't control or understand dick about anything we can't
1: plan also we're in an environment where you have to ask permission to use the restroom which i think we fundamentally (laughs) need to change in schools anyway that's absurd and it it is like i get that you can't just have kids anywhere they want to be all the time but still it's because then you have kids like me who's like well i'm never going to rock any boat and so therefore i will sit here and hold it until it's you know in between period time like it's whatever whatever walking time walking through the hall times what the fuck Was that called hall pass?
0: No, like walking through the hall times. Oh, passing period. Thank you, passing period. I was like, What the (laughs) fuck was that? Walking through the hall time. (laughs) The The time where we walk through the hall, you
1: know, (laughs) you know.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. Um, anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, there's just a lot of things wrapped up into a lot of things. But I think it's important that mm-hmm. all kids have all kinds of talks and know things and, not, and, and are taught not to be embarrassed.
0: That that's, it, I think that's the main thing. Yeah. If you
1: can have that talk without making it embarrassing. Like mm-hmm. if you could be like, yeah, this is just normal. We're going to have a normal talk with you. Yeah. It's not uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. It's cool. You can't make other people feel shaming. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of things around like school bullying and stuff like that is you know, becoming hopefully more apparently like people are trying to work on that in their schools and creating programs and clubs and things like that. And that is a, a form of bullying and it can get really nasty. Oh, absolutely. That's a mental health issue for a lot of people. So we have to be very careful. Our kids are super vulnerable. They're super strong. They are. They're resilient. Absolutely. But they're also very vulnerable especially amongst each other so
1: yeah Yeah, but no i yeah but yeah great that was a good that was a good one
0: (laughs) yeah cool absolutely how fun is it that we're like (laughs) neither one of us got this sex talk but here we are i
1: know talking about sex I know it is great <laughs> and I've come across so many really good books on like for women and for like trying to fix a lot of that lacking discussion that we had you know like that we mm-hmm. don't get early on and I just I'm like saving them all and I'm like when's an appropriate age to give this to all of my friends who have daughters
0: <laughs> right yes like
1: I think they need to read these because they're positive and they're mm-hmm. helpful and they and they just explain things and I even in like mm-hmm. learning shit where I'm like oh my god our bodies are so weird and they do things that I didn't even know yeah you know? it's like
0: good knowledge is power
1: yeah knowledge is power and it's important because fuck we don't know shit about ourselves
0: <laughs> yeah well, I really appreciate I keep thinking like my mind is thinking as we're having this conversation about that scene in My Girl where Shelly and Veda are having the talk where she's like Shelly tells Veda how because she just gotten her period <laughs> Do you remember this scene? I don't. She just got in her period. I don't remember. And Shelly's explaining to her what, it, what her body is doing and how babies are made. And then she, like, pushes Thomas J across the... <laughs> the porch and tells him not to come back to seven to ten days <laughs> oh i have to watch this movie again i haven't seen it in so long but also big mouth oh the newest oh season of big okay. mouth well,
1: hold on i have not started the newest one yet i was waiting for oh. patrick to get back so don't no no spoilers about the newest okay. one but the show in general is the fucking best i fucking
0: love that show and it's the best show. it is definitely
1: what you should give to children <laughs> like yes they're still a little young but i'm thinking around middle school they should all just watch uh-huh. big mouth
0: Yes, it's like two, it's to a T.
1: Because it is so helpful. Like, it's a bunch of that shit that you're just like, ugh.
0: They teach you about so many, like, common societal pressures and the way normal kids feel during their time of changing and just of, like, every single thing that's happening to them. And it's just, it's so great. I appreciate that show so much. So much.
1: much. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good.
0: Thank you for interrupting me because I was just going to say something. I'm sure you were.
1: That's why I wanted to. because <laughs> i have yet to see it um I was, yeah i saw it drop but patrick was out of town and i was like oh okay we'll wait till he comes back and then we'll watch it together and then nice we have not had any time <laughs> since then
0: i watched it all last well, week well yeah
1: it's like every time or a new before. episode or every time a new season comes out i watch the whole thing in like one evening and then i'm sad yeah so yeah i'm like oh it's gone <laughs>
0: absolutely yeah but i
1: love them i love the hormone monsters they're my favorite people i do
0: too they're just the greatest <laughs> connie is my favorite connie. But also oh. i love maya rudolph because she's the fucking best she is. i love <laughs> she is <laughs> so love- good but connie is so <laughs> good uh <laughs> Mari's great too but Connie's connie. awesome well because her hair's um.
1: like hands and it's so cute
0: <laughs> it is i just i love her voice mm-hmm. and the things that she says yeah. uh that's a brilliant fucking smart show. I fucking love it. Yeah. All right, this uh this episode ended up being longer than I thought it was going to be <laughs> because I was like three and a half hours. We don't have anything to say, <laughs> right? Two hours later. <laughs> okay,
1: so on- um, do you fun fuck fact?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say yes.
1: Yep. So for our fun fuck fact today, I found an article on sustain. It's trysustain.com. dot com. It's um, it's. Sells like sustainable period products that are not full of gross things and also like lube and stuff and, and tampons or not tampons, um, condoms and stuff. Yes. And they're all like well, like sourced and, and chemical free and stuff. It's a really good site. I like it for all those things, but awesome. then they also have fun. They have a blog with fun sex stuff and sex talk on, on their blog. Cause you know, again, we have to talk more about sex so that we aren't weird on, about sex on our sex podcast, just we in should, general, yeah. but yes. Also. On our sex <laughs> Oh, yes,
0: in general. So <laughs> That's what this you, article. You weren't being a smart ass. It's <laughs> by uh,
1: Kelsey. Oh, man, that that last name. Duchesne. I'm going to say Duchesne. Kelsey Duchesne. How do you spell it? D-U-C-H-E-S-N. N-E. Duquesne. Duquesne. Okay. Kelsey Duquesne. Yes. And it's called How to Have Great Sex from Behind. So Ooh. I'm not going to read it or anything, but it's a really good article about how like doggy style gets a bad rap. And it's like, well, first off, let's discuss why. What? Like,
0: <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: It, well, it's okay, the position um. to turn to. She's, so according to her, it over time, doggy style has become the position to turn to if you're feeling low energy after a big dinner or as a last resort uh after you've done the other more modern exciting positions so it's like the lazy position which now i feel bad about because i love it
0: (laughs) no i think stationary not stationary i always say stationary missionary is the most anyway i so so (laughs) apparently doggy style i guess
1: in other circles maybe has a bad rap and so she wants to kind of revitalize it and we first we you know doggy style, the name is really kind of crude, and it's not <laughs> it's not pretty, sounding like some of the other sex moves are sounding prettier, but anyway, the positives that she mentions are like you can't do more than just stand you know standing on your hands and knees. There's like what's called the melting heart pose in yoga, which is where you put your chest to the ground and your hands out, and your you know hips are way up in the air. That can feel really good. Oh. Um, Uh So try different positions to make you comfortable. And then she said one of the arguments for doggy style is the accessibility there for a little butt play, you know, because, you know, there's there's things to go right into. It's right there. Give it a little, you know, try, try something new, something maybe you haven't done before. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a good it's a good article about different ways to kind of take this old standby sex position and kind of make
0: it fun and new again awesome so sorry
1: but yeah it, so if you could just like go to try and go to their blog you'll be able to find how to have great sex from behind so
0: for anybody that hasn't discovered that yet I guess we're just lucky because it's our favorite I so it's like love it <laughs> It's it, I it, your G spot can get hit. Yes, much easier yes, it's, from it's behind. It's very accessible. It's <laughs> and again,
1: way easier. I know get. you don't like it. It's not your go-to. But then I have the ability to use my own hand on my clip right there, right there. I get to control all of that. It's on me. I have my own powers, and it's a lot easier yeah. than when I'm trying to like find it in between the two of us. <laughs> Like, that's not always
0: the greatest, but... Yeah, because he's in the way. Sometimes
1: they get in the way, but if he's behind, then he's not in my way. And exactly. Also, it does tend to lend to less communicate, like, talkative sex, which we... Or, like, looking at your party I don't want to look at you, just let's get this shit done. <laughs> Just come in here. <laughs> I'm going to put my face to the ground. It's going to be real. Especially if you have a really soft blanket. You put your head on your soft blanket. It's super Oh, yes.
0: Nice. <laughs> yes. No, good pounding from behind well, And
1: I think it also is easier on them to kind of control the rhythm and stuff. I'm just assuming this. I don't know for a fact, but I'm I guessing th- it. I, no,
0: I think I, I'm going to agree with you as two people who have never been men. Um, <laughs> yes. I also, I mean, it's Dan. Gets off easier that way. He he feels it too. Like it's the, it's the angle of it's a little bit. I guess it compresses it a little bit more. And then when I squeeze, mm-hmm. it helps it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it just helps it a little bit more, Give him that sensation, and he gets off a lot quicker that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th-
0: I I agree. I think it's yeah, and it's less tiring. <laughs> it just is. It just is. It is. <laughs> I, ag- I agree. I think it's way less tiring. It's uh, I don't know. It's just my, it's my favorite. It's It's so my favorite. (laughs) Like, if I want to get off real quick and be like, okay, come on, I've got like seven minutes. Let's do this. I'll get on top, go first, and then he can do whatever, right? (laughs) Right. But if you want to have a little bit of fun and make it last a little bit longer or hope that it lasts a little bit (laughs) longer, then you can do doggy style. Although, for us, if Dan wants to get off quicker, he has to go from behind because of that sensation. Mm -hmm. It's it's a different fit for him.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of us. Yes.
0: Yes, all of us yes. Cool. Right on. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's do uh our rating. Oh. Yeah. So I think in the last couple of books we've kind of forgotten what we've done. And what we're supposed to do I think we've only been giving one number. Um
1: yes, but we have been giving it simultaneously which has been fun.
0: That has been fun. So we could still do that but I think uh, well, I think for this book I could do them separately. Okay. Not you and I separately, but the book I know as I know a vote voting- yeah.
1: Because you oh, okay. you're saying that you're going to give it two different numbers. You don't think that both yes. the sex and the writing are the same number in your opinion.
0: Yes. I get you. They're close.
1: I think, yeah, I think that the last couple of books, they've been so, they we've just given them the same number because we've liked them equally. Don't you mm-hmm. think that's why we didn't do two?
0: Yes, I do think that. Okay.
1: So let's go, what are we going to do?
0: Let's do book first okay. and then we'll do sex. Okay. All right. On three, ready? Mm-hmm. One, Two, three, seven. Okay, awesome. I love the love. Yeah, obviously, I'm the warrior of love. I'm an angel of love. If I was an angel, I'd be a. Are the angel of love a pregnant angel of love?
1: Oh, did we mention Um, that? Oh no, we (laughs) didn't. At the end, they find out they are pregnant. So, yay. Yes. Anyway, moving on.
0: It's great because they didn't think they could do it again as angels. So, this is, it's beautiful. But it was
1: kind of like a, it was a reward from God for for them figuring out, like, and loving each other and helping each other through. Don't you think? And having faith. It was about faith at the end, right?
0: Yeah. I think they, yeah, they persevered through. They had to go and fight the demons that god had created who god she didn't want to do it herself apparently she just likes to create things and then well, that's leave the very, rest of it for everybody else typical. to <laughs> thank god but yeah they do they do so
1: so yes no i think it's a fun book it's very different so i definitely appreciated uh-huh. it I don't. I mean, there's nothing bad about a seven. Sevens are fine. Yeah. sevens are still good. It's not. You know, sevens are fine. It's just yeah. yeah. It's it's
0: a good. It's story. out of ten, guys. It's a yeah. passing grade. Yes,
1: it's well passing.
0: <laughs> it's fine.
1: Seven out of ten. <laughs>
0: I'm not defending it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sex on three. One, two, three. Nine. Nine. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to see anytime. about plays you in know. a factor here. I, I just, I dig it a lot. And um, with the added factor of there being like an existing love that has been there for a while and they're fighting for it. Not to fall in love and stay in love, but for each other. And the trials that that they've been through. They're
1: just fighting for each other, which is just Mm -hmm. beautiful. It really is. Yeah, Um, yeah, it is. The sex is very good. Mm -hmm. The scenes are very steamy and squishy, and I got quite aroused. I still, I love the fucking window scene. Like, God, (laughs) I don't understand my new obsession with windows, but I think I'd have to have sex against the window at some point.
0: You need to have like a balcony with a window part. And a chaise lounge that's just hanging around somewhere. And, you know, all your favorite stuff. All my stuff. (laughs) All in one place. (laughs) Yep yep someday we'll get there we can but, make yeah. it happen
1: it's you know it's that even though we know we didn't talk about it as much but even though like the last sex scene like at the end where he's kind of spiraling he's killed the demon but it hasn't fixed uh-huh. him and she just she she's having she's just living her life i mean he's not there with her he's abandoned her pretty much but she comes to yeah, him yeah he'd been f- away for a while quite a while like months other. like six or yeah. seven six months or something and um so she comes in because she just like needs him and So, but she doesn't, they don't really talk. They don't really say anything. She just is like, I'm just here for a little while. And and they have really lovely sex That's intense Mm -hmm. like intense needy sex yes yes. and it's really it's really fantastic and then she leaves and then he realizes he needs her to help him and that's when he calls her back but that scene is was towards the end and it was just super steamy
0: yeah (sighs) super squish it was squish central super squishy so yeah
1: i really i dig it it's a nice book there's more in the series too Um, At least two more books. So it looks like the initial one, this book, Fire, Fury, Faith, was written in 2015. But the third one just came out this... Well, 2020. So in our time this year, but in podcast land last year. Yes. Oh, this... Is our Valentine's Day episode?
0: Oh, it is.
1: Well, it's well, after. It, it, it'll come out after. It'll come out on the twenty fourth. But the how funny? Isn't
0: that funny? Well, I, hopefully everybody got laid on Valentine's yeah. and that they enjoyed it. <laughs> I said that <laughs> well, in yeah. a very weird way. <laughs> like, like <laughs> yes. Let's hope for. Hope you scored. Hope you scored and had good sex. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right.
1: Good. Well, so. okay. Okay, what are we reading next?
0: So for our next book, we are going to read Spellbound in Salem by Millie Taton, narrated by Brian Polino and Summer Roberts, another dual narration that we're excited for. We read Amelie Tatian before.
1: Yes. She was one of the books we did in that dumb battle cast episode we tried.
0: <laughs> that we fucking failed at.
1: <laughs> but she do, was the she, book we liked?
0: She was the threesome Yeah, one. it
1: is the, the twice the growl.
0: Twice the growl. Yeah.
1: But the, Which the... was
0: good. With the curvy girl. She was curvy too. Oh, yeah. I think that was our first threesome and our first curvy girl. I think so. I believe. Which is fucking steamy as shit, man. Oh, was good. Yeah. But we did love it. We did. Yeah. So join us next time for that. Yes.
1: It's I think it's witches. I'm guessing. I mean the Salem part and the spellbound. Spellbound
0: part. in Salem. So I think we get about. some
1: witches. We haven't had a witch in a while, have we? Oh well we had all the witches with the dragons. Never mind. Moving along.
0: <laughs> I can't I say we shit forget and then I'm like immediately things.
1: like, why are you wrong? <laughs> Don't say, say things he
0: too.
1: <laughs> I say shit and I'm like, no, <sighs> that's not true. <sighs> Okay, so definitely come back for Millie's episode next and in the meantime reach out to us on all of the social media places we are Shh, Dirty Books on Instagram Facebook and Twitter or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com and in all the places it's sh- with three H's
0: and you can visit us on our website at dirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts and if you can jump on to one of the review sites and give us a rating and subscribe that would be really really great we'd appreciate it and please reach out to us we love Hearing from from anyone, really. Thank you, Jim Towson, for the music. And with that, uh, this is Saylet, and this is Kalina, and we'll see you later. Bye
1: bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format. It allows you to give a rating, please do that for him.